0: The San Diego Padres surprised baseball fans nationwide this week with a series of high-profile trades. The addition of Yu Darvish, Blake Snell, and Ha-Seong Kim represent an optimistic team that's working to build on the successes of its first postseason in more than a decade. This begs the question: Have the Padres finally found the formula for victory? For the San Diego Union-Tribune, I'm Daniel Wheaton, and this is your San Diego NewsFix. Kevin AC, you're the Padres beat writer for the San Diego Union Tribune, and you've been very busy in the past couple days. Can you start by recapping these key trades, kind of go player by player and tell us what they mean?
1: Right on. Uh, The Padres have added two starting pitchers to be considered... Uh, aces. They were the aces of the teams that they came from, and they added a shortstop from Korea. On Sunday night, they acquired Blake Snell. They did that by sending three of their top minor league prospects, uh, plus a major leaguer who used to be a, one of the Padres' top prospects, to the Tampa Bay Rays to get Blake Snell. Then they signed uh, Ha Sung Kim from uh, Korea. He's a shortstop there. Padres have a pretty good shortstop. His name's Fernando Tatis Jr. So what Kim is, is this is really good. Uh, that they signed him. And this is a, a good opportunity for the pod, or for Padres fans to understand what the Padres are trying to do. Kim can has played shortstop third base. Uh, they'll play him at second base. They might even try him in the outfield. They'll take second baseman, Jake Cronenworth who can also play all of the infield positions. And they'll also play him probably a little bit in the outfield. That's what the Dodgers do. The Dodgers being the defending world series champions, the eight time national league West champions, uh, as in eight-time defending National League West champions who the Padres are trying to chase. Uh, the Padres are trying to build depth at a lot of places, and Kim is representative of that. Then, later yesterday, on Monday, they acquired Yu Darvish, is a veteran pitcher who finished second in the uh, Cy Young, National League Cy Young voting this year, uh, had an excellent year, has all, also finished second in the American League Cy Young voting back in uh, 2014, I believe, with the Texas Rangers. What I'm trying to say is... There is a history of excellence from you, Darvish. Uh, the Padres committed probably, and we don't have all the numbers in yet in terms of what people will make next year and and uh, the exact contract terms of what the Cubs picked up of you, Darvish's salary. But the Padres in the past whatever 48 hours have committed – probably around $30 million uh, to their payroll. And it's up over $140 million, which is, uh, you know, quite a bit more than I think a lot of people expected uh, that the Padres uh, would be spending, especially in this year coming off the pande- pa- pa- pandemic. Totally like, I don't want sure. to say the pandemic's over.
0: Yeah, of course. If the players we be traded away, is there anything uh, important to note about them?
1: Well, uh- Almost, uh, let's see, one of them, by my estimation, was going to be in the majors this year. Uh, uh, actually, I should say two. Francisco Mejia, the catcher uh, that I uh, mentioned used to be a top prospect, uh, certainly had a chance to make the roster and see some playing time. And then Luis Patino, who was the Padres' 2nd uh pitching prospect. They both went to Tampa Bay. Those are the big names that, I mean, even the casual fan would be uh, acquainted with. Then they also traded away six other prospects that were ranked in their top 16 uh what happens is there's very various rankings for people that don't maybe follow baseball as much uh of each team's uh top minor league players and among the Padres uh, top 16 they sent away eight of them or seven of them including Luis Patino what's interesting about that is maybe you'll remember the Padres were very busy at the trade deadline in August during the season and they sent away seven of their top Or five of their top 13 at that time. So, what's happened here, and I just posted a story earlier today on on the website uh, about it the Padres have gone from being this homegrown team to a team that is really one of the least homegrown teams in the majors. They have the second most players on their um, 40 man roster that were acquired via trade. So I think while a lot of people expected there would be more Fernando Tatises and that Luis Patino would be a cornerstone of the Padres starting rotation for years. And that all these prospects would come up and be, you know, help make the Padres uh, good. What happened is in the ilk, some of them will, like there's, like I said, Fernando Tatis Jr. is here and he was their prize prospect for a long time. Mackenzie Gore is still here. Um, but What happened is A.J. Peller, the Padres general manager, turned all these prospects into proven veterans. And many people, while people get upset about prospects being sent away, many people believe that's the smarter move. Because baseball, unlike, say, basketball, football, it is so much more difficult to project how an 18, 19, 20, 21-year-old is going to fare in the majors once he's 25, 26, 27. Mm
0: Mm-hmm. And uh, in reaction to all of these changes, what message does this say to Padres fans and the rest of the league? Is this kind of, you know, turning the page on a new chapter in a sense?
1: It is. And I would say that that began in August when they you know, made a series of trades in a three-day period. AJ Preller tends to keep those of us covering the team uh, very busy in, in uh, you know, short bursts uh, with these transactions. But They committed some extra money to that. They sent away, like I said, a lot of prospects. And I would argue if you people have really been paying attention that this began in 2016, which was, you know, might be the opposite of what people think, because 2016 is when they traded away all these veterans and started stockpiling these prospects. But one thing the Padres did, and I, I commend them for it, they were Transparent about that. Basically saying, these are my words, we're going to stink for a few years. And and boy, did they. But what's going to happen is we promise you around 2020, 2021, this process is going to pay off. And, you know, obviously none of us could predict exactly how it was going to happen. But that's exactly what's happening now. And they made the playoffs this past season for the first time since 2006 and only the sixth time in their 51 years of existence. And, and so what this says right here, the acquisitions of Snell, Darvish, um, is that they intend to do it again. And quite honestly, not to get too baseball-y here, but by all the metrics that uh, that you know those of us who are really into baseball use, Padres and Dodgers are far and away the best teams in baseball on paper going into the 2021 season.
0: Mm-hmm. And looking back at the postseason, were there any kind of weaknesses or things that you know still we still needed to work on to become a better team? Do you have kind of like a, a report card of how the postseason went?
1: The uh, the depth that I I spoke to is one, but more than that, and this was evident by who was missing. Mike Clevenger, who has been one of the best pitchers in baseball for the last uh, three-plus seasons, he was acquired from the Indians on August 31st the last uh, at the trade deadline. Uh, He was injured. He ended up having Tommy John surgery in November, so he was not available, or you remember that he pitched one inning in the National League Division Series against the Dodgers. Denelson Lamette, arguably their best pitcher, uh, and I don't even know that it's arguably, even with Clevenger having been there for uh, five starts, uh, the Nelson Lamette had an elbow injury and he was out for all of the playoffs. So Clevenger's out this season. Lamette is expected to be back and healthy, but you know, we'll see about that. And so what they needed to do was improve their starting rotation. And so really this was a no brainer getting Snell and Darvish. We just didn't know who it was going to be.
0: Mm-hmm. And at, at this point, um, looking ahead at this new team, what are the key things you think that we're really going to improve on with these new trades? Like what are the changes that your casual fan is going to notice once things finally get rolling?
1: Well, the thing I'm really excited about and I'll get to the pitchers and that's the thing that obviously had the baseball world buzzing or has the baseball world buzzing is Darvish and Snell. But the, the type of depth that they're trying to build. And I think they're going to try to add another outfielder uh, to make sure that they do have a, a, a more solid mix in the outfield. Cause you know, people think of starters and everyday players. Well, you know, guys need days off in, in this long baseball season, but the depth that they have where they can bring someone off the bench and not, you know, fall down a lot, you know, in terms of the level of player, that is what makes the Dodgers so dangerous that is why the dodgers win more games than anybody else by scoring in the seventh eighth and ninth inning of, of games you 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 do not want to have a lead on the dodgers with three innings to go it just is it's probably not going to turn out well for you uh, you want to be trailing but i think you know what i'm saying is the dodgers have the capability to beat you so many ways and that over the course of a long season and in the playoffs can be the difference, and that is what the Padres are trying to get to. So that, for me, I know that's where they wanted to get. And so, as a guy who you know sees the game, who observes them, I'm thinking this is uh, this was really necessary. Then, of course, to have reliable starting pitching that can, as they say in baseball, it's a cliche, but cliches are cliches because they're true, give you a chance to win. That means a guy who is going to go out every time and probably give you five, six, seven, eight innings and not allow more than, say, two, three runs so that your offense and the Padres have a very good offense, your offense has a chance to score more than the other team. And I don't think I have to explain. That's how you win games. hmm
0: And uh, someone on the flip side of this, uh, uh, several Cubs fans in my life are very mad about the Darvish trade, and they argue that it's strange to see a team that's owned by a billionaire family not be willing to invest in a team that, you know, won the World Series several years ago. For the Padres, are they simply capitalizing on kind of the lack of investment from more well-financed teams?
1: Yeah, they are capitalizing on the lack of investment by a lot of teams. And that's what they did at the trade deadline too. this pandemic. And you can differ on how you, how much you believe this or not, but this pandemic has really hurt the owners. It has hurt baseball teams get a large amount of their revenue. Unlike in football, where it comes from TV, teams get a large amount of their revenue by fans in the ballpark. That's tickets, concessions, merchandise, and there were no fans last year. So Teams at the trade deadline weren't willing to invest. A.J. Preller swooped right in there, and he did it. This offseason has been like a like a leaky faucet. The faucet is off, and just drip, little move, drip, little move. Boom, in comes A.J. Preller. He breaks the pipe and gushes for a couple of days. That is what A.J. Preller is uh, taking advantage of. That's a really, really good point. Mm-hmm.
0: And finally, it's worth noting that the Padres was one of the few bright spots for San Diego this year. That being said, the pandemic has removed a lot of the extra things that make sports fun. Like you mentioned, the fans actually in the stands. What lessons do you think baseball has learned from this pandemic season? And how could it use those lessons to widen the fan base and to make sure that interest in baseball doesn't wane?
1: Well, pandemic or not, uh, and, you know, look, Fernando Tatis Jr. was at the center of this uh, debate that's been ongoing for a few years. If you remember last August 17th, he swung at a 3-0 pitch, a fastball down the middle. Old-time baseball people say, that's a pitch you let go because your team is up by seven runs in the eighth inning. Well, Fernando Tatis Jr. swung at it, hit it out of the park. The bases were loaded. It was a grand slam. Man, the Rangers were really mad at him. They threw behind Manny Machado's back, the next uh, at bat. To, and that's just old baseball stuff, the unwritten rules. That's not how Fernando Tatis Jr. plays. He meant no disrespect. If you've seen him play, he flips those blonde locks. He dances. He laughs. Baseball, which has a lot of, you know, tradition to it, and you know, a lot of people that believe in those unwritten rules, has slowly learned... They need more personality. They need to let the kids play, and and that was big. That was a big part of the 2020 season. And so, pandemic or not, uh, that uh, as far as the pandemic, the uh, Major League Baseball learned that they need uh, the DH in the National League, probably, and I think that'll happen in 2021 and, and almost certainly in 2022. Even those of us who love the National League and like to, you know, the strategy of having pitchers hit. We didn't miss not watching pitchers strike out or, you know, weekly ground out uh, at at all. And the other thing they learned, the owners learned was an expanded postseason is good. More teams equals a lot more money for the owners. Um, So other than that, all they can do is wait out the pandemic. We are going to start the season late, almost assuredly. We're going to start this season without fans and with players, uh, you know, under safety protocols, similar to what they were in 2020 and, and hopefully for everyone involved, because I can't tell you the numbers of times watching this exciting team that I thought to myself, this is great, but what a bummer that fans aren't here to, to experience this in person. And I think at some point in the summer, uh, fans will be back at Petco park and other parks around baseball.
0: All right, Kevin Acy. Thank you so much.
1: My pleasure. Take care.
0: Thank you for listening to the San Diego News Fix. If you want to include the San Diego Union Tribune in your morning routine, check out our daily flash briefing. Every weekday morning, hear a quick summary of the day's top stories. Just search San Diego Union Tribune wherever you get your podcasts, including smart speakers. Until next time.